Welcome to Her Pursuit, the podcast empowering moms to live with more peace, purpose, and fulfillment starting right now. Join me each week for honest conversations on motherhood, mental health, and growing in our faith. Together, we will explore practical ways to break free from survival mode and discover true peace for the everyday. I'm your host, Kaysen, and I'm so glad you're here. Happy New Year, friend. I am so glad that you're with me here today. It's fun to be back and creating these episodes again. Last we spoke, we talked about doing less in order to finish the year strong, and I tried my best to do that. I hope that you did as well, and hopefully we can carry a little bit of that with us as we move into this new month and new year and a new week even. Um, I don't have a long list of goals set for 2024. I have not picked a word for the year, quote unquote. Some people do that. Some people don't. I just don't have one yet. I'm not really sure what it is, but we'll we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But I just wanted to let you know that if you haven't set a goal or if you don't feel like you have an action plan moving into 2024, like you're definitely not alone because me either. I'm just kind of doing things day by day and putting one foot in front of the other and just taking the next right step. And some seasons are just like that. And, you know, just because the calendar changes on paper doesn't mean that where we're at emotionally or spiritually or physically, the things that we're going through, our circumstances don't just magically change. And so if you're kind of feeling the same way where, you know, I just got my Christmas tree put up this past weekend and the Christmas boxes and decorations are officially up. We're officially done with Christmas moving into the second week of January, but it's just where we're at. It's just how things have gone. And I I don't know if that has a little bit to do with the idea of doing less and just moving slow or if it's, I don't know what it is, but that's just where we've been at. So if you've been, if your Christmas, you know, tree is still up, then you're not the only one. And you know what I've been thinking a lot about lately is this idea of, or really how much of my life that I live at the expectations of and the pace of the world or society. I've been thinking about how much I do in my daily life as a stay-at-home mom, as a wife, as a Christian woman, how much of my life as a homeschooling mom, how much of the things that I do day-to-day are because either you know God asked me to or because it's what I enjoy or because it's what I feel called to versus what I see other people doing, you know, in real life or other people doing on social media or just what society or the world expects of someone who is fill in the blank, you know, whatever those roles are that we fill. And I've been kind of convicted. And so I'm not really sure. This is such a weird episode. And I honestly put it off because I was like, I really don't know how to put into words where I'm at. And so we're just going to kind of wing it. We're going to wing it together. Um, And let's just like, if we were sitting down having coffee together, I'd have a hot tea or a hot chocolate because I don't drink coffee, but I know we'd still be friends and we could just sit and chat. And so this is just going to be just that. I do want us to talk a little bit about goals and, you know, habits and, There's so much pressure. I saw a statistic the other day that like over 60% of people feel pressure to set New Year's resolutions or to set goals at the end of a new year, the beginning of the year. And I think that's all thanks to society, right? Like 
there's so much pressure to just completely redo our lives. Like everything needs an overhaul. I need to look different. I need to do this differently. My habits need to completely change. I need to declutter every single space and crack and crevice in my home. And everything just like my life just needs a total overhaul, right? I feel that way. I feel that pressure. I don't know if you do. And it can be like really suffocating. And I'm just wondering, I don't know, I've just been playing with this question and thought of like, Kaysen, who says that you have to do that? Who says you have to set a list of goals right now if you're not feeling inspired or motivated to do that? Or if it's not really the season God has you in? Because if I'm honest, like there have definitely been seasons where setting these ambitious goals and, you know, having all these things I'm going to do to start do or to stop doing is just not realistic. It's not realistic. There are seasons of transition. Life is hard. There are tons of different circumstances that we face that require us to make time and space to deal with those things and to walk through it. So just because a new year has come, it doesn't mean that we are emotionally ready to take on a list of all these different things that we're just going to completely do differently in our lives. I don't think it's realistic. I think I've definitely done that. I'm sure you have too. It, it basically, we're setting ourselves up for failure and disappointment, which leads to that guilt and shame. And it's kind of like this vicious cycle, right? And so I've been asking myself this question, and maybe you want to ask yourself this question. What would it look like to just embrace where I'm at while still being hopeful about where we're headed, about what's to come. We can we can live with hopeful expectation, but that doesn't always mean that, you know, my life needs a complete overhaul and transformation right now. And of course, change isn't wrong. Of course, change isn't unbiblical. We see in scripture where we are to renew our minds day by day. We are to continuously be being made more like Christ, right? And so whether or not you're in a season of goal setting or whether you're just kind of chilling and just trying to be obedient where God has you or figuring out the next thing God's calling you to, what would it look like for us to embrace that? What would it look like to embrace where you're at? And what does it look like to be hopeful about where you're headed? And does that mean that you need to set this whole long list of goals and you know, all these new habits you need to start and all of these old habits you need to stop in order to just be the best version of yourself. Like I said, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with self-improvement, personal development, becoming the best you and taking care of your body and building healthy habits, body, soul, mind, spirit, all of those things. We should, we should constantly be growing. But for some of us, I think that God is inviting us right now to kind of just slow down and to pause and to listen and to walk at his pace. I don't think the new year has to define us. I don't think January 1st has to define us. We can release that pressure that comes with this time of year because we can have full confidence knowing that God is always working even when we can't see him and he's he knows what he's doing and his timing is perfect and just because right now doesn't feel like the time to set down and set you know five new goals five new habits that you want to tackle right now in this moment you're not feeling it you're not there because you're dealing with these other things or you're transitioning through these other things 
I think that's okay. And I think God gives us permission to walk in step with the spirit. And there are going to be times when, you know, we've got to speed up and there's going to be times when we need to slow down. And so that's the beauty of walking in a personal relationship with him is that, you know, everybody's journey, everybody's path is unique. And like we said, just because the month switches to January 1st, 2024, and it's a new year, new month, new week, it all fell on a Monday. How ironic. All the type A's are like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm loving this. My entire house is reset. I'm ready to go. Sometimes that's me. That was not me this year. That's not me right now. So when we have the boldness to ask God, where do you have me? And when we can slow down and just notice where we're at. You might not be happy with the season. You might not be happy with the circumstances. Maybe it's not what you expected. Maybe it's not what you wanted. Maybe you're frustrated. Maybe you're mad. Maybe you're angry. God can handle that and you know that. And so taking those things to him, but then still deciding to say, okay, I am going to rest in where you have me. And right now, is not the time to set all of these goals and start the brand new thing and tackle this list of things head on. It's not it's not the season for all of these new habits. And that's okay. You know, there are in a race, in a marathon, even a half marathon, there are parts of the race where you pull back and you're kind of just that slow paced jog. And then there are other parts of the race where you turn up the speed and you go all out and you give it all you've got. And I think that life is very similar, that there are seasons where we have to pull back a little bit and it's just like a steady jog, maybe even a fast paced walk. And then there's other times where we're full on sprinting. So just having discernment to know where we're at, where God has us, I think that gives us a lot of permission and it gives us a lot of freedom to just be where we're at and to let go of everything else, to let go of this pressure and to ignore the noise of, you know, you need all these resolutions and are you losing weight and what is your plan and how are you going to make the perfect morning routine and are you getting up earlier and are you reading the Bible in a year and all of that stuff, which like I said, in and of themselves are great. They're fine. They're awesome. They're wonderful. But it doesn't mean just because that's where everyone else is at or seems to be that we should force ourselves into pursuing those things if that's not where God has us. One thing we do know 100% with confidence is that the season will shift. The season will change. Their circumstances will change in some way. And who knows, maybe you'll find yourself in that next season ready to set the goals and think about the next thing and start tackling, you know, sprinting and tackling the list head on. But maybe right now you're just not sure. And that's okay because I'm going to be honest, my journal, like I, I get a brand new journal every year, a brand new notebook, and my journal's still blank. I have not sat down to write in it. I haven't sat down to set super detailed goals like I usually do. I did do some reflecting. I did, you know, kind of write through what I thought I might want to do in the new year. But I'm just in this really weird space where I'm just not sure. And so some questions that I've been coming back to, especially when I'm not sure of the next right step or the next step or the next thing, you know, for me, either personally, spiritually, professionally, whatever that looks like, I like to think about where am I? Where am I physically? Like, what does the space look like? Um, Heather McFadden, she wrote a book called Right Where You Belong, and it's so good and helpful for thinking through. I think she calls them like these parameters for your life. 
And so when I was saying that, it made me think about her book. It's really good. You should read it. But one of the things that she talks about is your space. And so I think about my physical space and where where am I? Where am I spending a lot of my time? For me right now in the season, it looks like being home a lot or, you know, with my kids a lot. I'm homeschooling them. They're still very young. All three are under 10 and we're just doing life together. And, you know, I think sometimes I just, they are they are the thing. They are the mission field. They are the ministry. And I think sometimes I'm still doing things outside of the home. I've got the Bible study going on that's locally. There's a homeschool meetup that I coordinate locally. And there are other things that I'm doing outside of my home. But I kind of like swerve in between seeing ministry in the mission field. Obviously, it's always first at home, but then sometimes it's like every now and then I get this idea and I'll go do that thing. And then it's like, okay, I'm, now we're just at home, like doing our thing day in and day out. It just kind of feels like repetitive, you know, and then I'll get another idea or I'll do another thing, put another thing together and do that thing. And I think sometimes that's all we can do. And so depending on your season, depending on your space and where you're at, I think that has a lot to do with those goals that we set or the habits that we start to create, the the way that we plan to get intentional about ministering to and loving those around us and showing Jesus to them. It's so funny because as a stay-at-home mom, especially whenever I only had like one newborn baby, it was just me and the baby, and you would hear about like loving your neighbor and you know, in the workplace and with people you come in contact with every day. And I was, I was like, you know, this brand new mom having postpartum depression and anxiety, like rarely left the house. I had a C-section that was like a really, really hard recovery. Long story. I've explained it before, like early on in the podcast, there's an episode somewhere that kind of talks about it, but I didn't leave the house much. Like it was just a lot. I could barely get myself out of bed. I couldn't get myself together. Couldn't get her dressed. It was like, it was just too much. And I was dealing with a lot. And so when I would think about that, I was like, well, this doesn't apply to me. It feels like the gospel doesn't apply to me right now in my life. I'm not really sure who, like she can't talk or do anything. So like, how am I ministering to anyone right now? And obviously there was my husband, there was family, there was people at Kroger, you know, when I would get out and go places. But some seasons really do feel like that, where it's like, okay, God, how are you asking me to live this out? What does it look like for me to live out the gospel in my everyday life? Because I'm I'm honestly not leaving the house that much. Or maybe you feel like you're at work all the time and maybe your work, you're isolated at work or you're not really around people that, that much. Or maybe you just don't really, you're not, you don't put yourself in those social situations. And I relate to all of that. But So sometimes I think we have to ask ourselves, what is my space? Where am I? Where am I? Like, where does God have me? What's this season got me in? And then saying, okay, so we know that. We know where we're at. So like, what does it make the most sense for me to be doing every day with my time? And I think that we, at least for me, I think that answer is going to be like spectacular and so just exciting or adventurous, or it's just going to be unique in some way. And I think that it is person to person because we're all unique individuals. But you know what I mean? Like when you're a stay at home mom and you're changing another diaper and you're giving another bottle or you're nursing again, or you're making lunch again, whatever it is, you're like, this is so repetitive this does not feel special. This does not feel exciting. This does not feel worthwhile in a lot of ways. And 
that's just being like, that's just me being honest. I feel that way. So if one other person out there feels that way, then I'm with you. You know, I'll, I feel that way sometimes in our school days. I feel that way sometimes when I'm doing laundry. Um, but I think we can take those moments and see the flip side of that perspective, which I'm still learning how to do and see it as opportunities that God is using to not only bless and minister to someone else, but growing character inside of me. And that doesn't always feel good. It doesn't always feel exciting. It doesn't always feel monumental. In fact, if we're being honest, if I'm being honest, sometimes it's really frustrating and it's really hard and it's really painful. And another thing I've been reminded of lately is just that that tension is what is what gives birth to the growth like that's you have you don't have growth without tension and we've talked about this before on an episode I can link it below but anytime I start to get frustrated about the tension in life I'm reminded okay God this is doing something it's growing something it might be an invisible something right now and I might not ever see it but I can trust you knowing that this tension is producing something somewhere, whether it's externally for someone else and how you're using me or internally the character that you're growing in me to make me more like you. And so I don't know, maybe that helps you a little bit like to just think about as you start this new year and maybe you're not setting goals and habits and you're not like in the the headspace or the season to just go crush all these new things, you know, and just completely revamp your life. I think that's okay. Um because there are definitely seasons where we we're just doing the next thing and we're just taking the next step and maybe we're working on doing hard things maybe we're working on that courage and bravery and the confidence to just keep doing or you know to to step out and do something new based on what God has called us to do and where he has us I want us to wrap up with this idea that I wrote about in my latest article for christianity.com and I'll link that below if you want to read it if you're a reader um I wrote this article and it's about how a new year doesn't have to define you. And it talks about all, you know, these different things like we're made whole in Christ and remembering that our identity is in him and honoring your season. But the last thing that I want us to talk about is giving ourselves permission to just be, you know, Psalm 4610. I talk about this in the article. It says, be still and know that I'm God. And it actually is so much easier to just sit in a circle of other women and talk about how peaceful that sounds and how much I love that and I want to do that. And, you know, we talk back and forth about be still and know. And it just seems like in that moment, it's so great and fun and and feels like something we want to do, right? But when it comes down to it in our everyday lives, being still is like the last thing that I want to do sometimes because being still is uncomfortable. Being still feels unproductive. And I would just rather spend my time doing and getting things done and checking it off the to-do list. But I've been reminded lately and challenged with the the truth that growth is not always about how far we can run or how high we can jump. It's also about how deep we're growing those roots, those roots of faith. And so sometimes growth is invisible, invisible. And I love where we're at right now and just seasonally in in actual life, you know, like on the calendar, we're in winter. And if you look around trees and plants and flowers, everything's dead. 
It's dead. The grass is dead. It's brown. It is essentially lifeless, or at least that's how it appears, right? But I'm not super big into farming. We do have some beds that we're going to try to plant in the spring. But I know some of you listening are farmer's wives. You're into farming. You know the whole thing. So this is nothing new to you. And forgive me if I completely like butcher this, but there, there's this idea that, you know, there are seeds that are planted in the winter and then they're harvested in the spring and the summer. And so we can't see the growth is taking place when we bury that seed into the soil. It sits, it sits and visibly on the surface, you can see nothing. It looks like growth isn't happening. But the truth is, is that that seed is opening, the roots are growing down, and it eventually does burst forth from the soil. And then we start to see blooms, we start to see growth, we see plants, it becomes visible after a little bit of time, right? And so I'm gonna try not to cry. I don't even know why this is making me emotional. But I think sometimes we have to just give ourselves permission to be and permission to slow down, and permission to find beauty in our everyday lives, and trusting and knowing that there is purpose. There's purpose right here and right now, and it does seem counterintuitive because it's not the way the world operates, but God says that growing can look like just being still. God says growing can look like slowing down. And I truly believe that when we invite him into our everyday moments and the mundane that seems very insignificant, we start to not only see him, but we see where he's moving. We hear him speak. We can see him working. And we start to discover this contentment with his pace. And I heard this phrase once. It was, um, being at peace with his pace. And I love that because I'm often not at peace with his pace. I'm like, all right, God, we're moving too slow. Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Or if I'm not really, if I'm feeling hesitant or resistant, I'm like, oh, we need to slow down. I can't speed up right now. I just can't. And I've got all these excuses, you know, but surrender brings that peace and surrender brings contentment. And I think that's really what we're all after, right? Like, isn't that the whole reason that people set goals at the beginning of a new year? Isn't it the whole reason we sit down and we reflect and we think about where we would like to be, who we would like to be, how we want to feel in, you know, the the coming months or the coming year? It's because we want to feel more at peace. We want to feel content. For some of us, we're like that little seed and we're underneath the soil and we're kind of just chilling out, right? Like we're kind of just hanging and we're, we're, we're doing our best to be faithful in the everyday. And we are trying our best to grow in the Lord and to steward what he's given us well. And I think that it just takes time for those roots to grow down. They're growing down deep and it takes time for the growth to be visible on the surface. If you relate to that, if you are like me in that, then let's just give ourselves permission to operate at God's pace this year. Let's let's commit to not rushing the process. Let's commit to being okay with just being, less doing 
and more being and trusting that regardless of what we do and don't do, that the Lord's will will prevail and we will see growth. Growth is coming. We can still be hopeful for what's to come. And so if you relate to that, I just want to pray for you right now as we close. And I just want you to know that you're not alone. Okay. All right. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for this listener, Lord. Thank you for the times that you tell us to speed up and the times that you tell us to slow down. It reminds me of Ecclesiastes and how there is a season for everything. There's a time for everything under the sun. And sometimes that looks like simply being and being still and reminding ourselves of truth, which is that you are God. We are not God. And your pace, your timing is the best pace and timing that we could operate at. And God, if if you have us slowing down, if you have us being still, if you have us as that little seed tucked into the soil that's invisible, that no one can see what we're doing day in and day out and how you're growing us, how you're building that character, Lord, help us to just be content there. Help us to grow our roots down deep, deep, deep into that soil, the soil of your word, the soil of your spirit, and just make us more like you so that when those blooms come forth and when that growth is visible, that everyone around us will see you and they will see your character that's been developed because we exist to bring you glory. God, our lives should be a testimony of your goodness and your love and your mercy and your forgiveness. So God, show us right now who you have in front of us, what you have us doing in this moment, in this season today, this week. Who is it that you want us to love? Who is it that you want us to minister to? What does that look like for each of us? Remind us of your goodness. Show us your love. Help us to love others. And we pray these things in your precious name. Amen. Thank you so much for taking time to hang out with me today. This was so fun. I pray that it blessed and encouraged you. If it did, would you take a minute and leave a review? It takes like two seconds and it not only encourages me and helps me to stay going in this pursuit and putting out these episodes, but it also helps other women just like you and me connect with messages of hope and light just like this one. I cannot spread the message alone. I cannot fulfill this mission alone. And I am so appreciative for every single one of you who partner with me in this way and leave a review because it helps other people connect with the show. And so please do that if you haven't already. Make sure you come back next week. I'm going to have an interview for you that you are not going to want to miss, especially if you're one of those people who's like, I am ready to get some vision in my life. I want vision for 2024. I'm ready to set those goals and figure out how to find my calling and embrace my purpose and what God has for me right now. So you are going to love next week's interview. It's going to be all about seeing God when your vision is completely gone. That's all I'm going to say, but you're going to love it. So be sure you subscribe if you haven't already and come back and check out next week's episode. I will see you then, friend.